Welcome back, my loves. I'm very excited to introduce you to John Coker. He is the founder of the Design Dork. I love that. <laughs> and uh, I would refer to him as a chat GPT expert, but uh, he's a little shy to say that. Well, in terms of how to use it, but yeah, I consider myself um, very, very proficient in how to use chat GPT. I don't um, really mess with the technology side of it. It's just literally how to use it, how to use the best prompts to get the best output. Um, that's really what I focus on. Yeah. Like, I don't really care what ChatGPT even stands for. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to go into how to create great prompts that you're definitely skilled at. And you mentioned on um, your bio that you can create some one-page website using ChatGPT too? Yeah, so me and another copywriter, we've partnered to create a guide on how to create a one-page business website using ChatGPT. Wow. It reduces the cost from, you know, paying thousands for a copywriter to now you can just copy and paste a prompt and then get really great output and then refine that output with other ChatGPT prompts. Incredible. Yeah, we're, we're excited about it. We're launching it um, in about a month. So um, you're in the design phase of designing the layout of the guide and all that stuff. So Neat. Yeah. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom on this and what you've learned. Um, so I recently played around with it and I learned that you can ask for marketing purposes, like where's my audience hanging out? What are their biggest concerns? My most recent inquiry was I'm creating this series of uh, morning text messages with my voice and there one's on confidence, one's on health, one's on happiness. And so I, I'm having my client is adding some music and I asked it, um, what are n calming sounds to the nervous system? Yeah. And it gave me 10 sounds, like yeah. a heartbeat or breath or breath or orcas. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I feel like in general, it really is so good at turning things from sort of an open-ended challenge. Like, okay, how the heck do I approach this to almost like a multiple choice challenge, which is generally way easier for our brains and um, yeah, it's like an inspiration machine kind of. So that's cool that you're using it in, in that way. How do you like to use it? Uh, it there's like a million ways. Uh, and that's definitely one of them. So for, um, for writing things, you can take it and say like, okay, what are 10 possible headlines for this web page, Or what are 10 ideas for how to cook chicken nuggets? Like, or write a rap song about whatever. Like there, there's literally a gazillion different ways. So it's really, um, it's focusing on whatever goal that you have in your life and then trying to come up with the best prompts in order to kind of achieve that better and more efficient. Um, so really, it's like every aspect of life. Love that. So how, what makes a great prompt? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's um, like, I feel like when you first start using ChatGPT, most people, they kind of type a simple question and just kind of play with it and see what the output is. And that it's usually, you know, pretty amazing just to see how quick it can generate great output. But um, a great prompt usually consists of uh, a variety of elements, depending on what your goal is. A lot of times what makes sense is to basically give ChatGPT context about what, like, what do you want its role to be? So you can say, assume the role of a marketing expert. Now I'm going to give you a business idea, please help me market it. So you're 
basically establishing the context in which you want it to act, what you want it to do, and what input you're going to give it, and then what you want your output to be. And then when you structure it like that, generally you get much better output than if you were to just ask it to do something. Wow, so you have to identify its persona almost. Totally, yeah. And it can pretend to be you know, pretty much anything, which is really cool. Eddie Murphy. So, <laughs> yeah, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, you seriously can do stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, totally. Wow. Okay, so can you give us like a, an example? Yeah, I mean, the copywriter example, that's, that's something that we did in, in the prompt that we're going to be launching. And, um, but you can say, assume the role of uh, a mentor. Um, and then you can kind of give, you know, what you're struggling with or what you're focusing on. And then you can have it to respond in that way. Um, and you can also ask it to have like a back and forth conversation with you and to elicit input from yourself which is kind of cool. What does and that mean? It means like, in this case, ChatGPT would act as a mentor and then ask you questions as if it was a mentor, like just as a mentor would. Or um, you could say, please, like assume the role of an expert time management professional. Okay. Ask me questions in order to help me better manage my time. And it'll start asking you those types of questions. And then you can ask it for output, like a detailed daily schedule or a weekly schedule. And now all of a sudden you have someone helping you manage your biggest asset, which is time. So, wow. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can use it literally any, like any way you can imagine, basically. Holy schnookies. Okay. That is so neat. Can you, and not can you trust it? Like, how is it filtering? Do you have any idea? Like, like how does it know what's the best? Is it just from likes or like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, the cool thing is it's basically read a lot of the internet, yeah. uh, like up until 2021. Um, and so it, it's just got an enormous amount of information. Um, there actually is some concern and, and like the internet itself is not perfect. So um, you, you, I would never trust it 100%. Like I kind of view it as like um, an army of interns, basically. Like sometimes you have to, refi you have to, you know, double check its work. Um, revise the prompts that you give it and the questions that you ask it. Um, but in general, it's it's really powerful because of the speed that it offers. It's yeah. super fast, and often it really is intelligent. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it is something I'm not quite to the... I, I don't think it's good to rely on it completely, but I think it's a super valuable tool in your toolkit, kind of. So there's still some level of discernment, right, that... There's absolutely, and there definitely should be, and that's actually a big fear that I have. Is you know, as powerful as it is, we, it, it's always dangerous to completely rely on anything, any anything external. Um, so it, yeah, there's definitely some concerns concerns there. But it's massively supportive. Yeah, no, it, I think it's a net. Um, <laughs> at least in the short term, it's a really net positive. I think it's a hugely powerful tool, but. Um, yeah, I think with AI, it's going to be, you know, like any tool, it's going to have its pros and cons. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it can, it can get dangerous down the road. How so? <laughs> um, well, there's just not a lot of AI regulation right now. Um, there's, like, basically none. And, um, and AI, like, ChatGPT really, the AI race has been happening for a for a while now, but, but it's really getting intense. And with any super, super powerful tool, 
you just you you need to take a, there needs to be a little little bit of regulatory oversight at least, and there's just not any. Um, and as these tools get more powerful, you know they can already understand and write code like they have that ability. Um, there's some like sometimes they'll restrict that ability, but you could potentially like hack into different things and like there's just a, a lot of different ways this could use this could be used in bad ways and as these companies compete to create the best AI systems it's a really fast race and sometimes the caution isn't quite there and so I, I, I do encourage sort of humanity to, to add at least a little bit of AI you know safety and regulation um, just like you would for any any major industry that could could be dangerous. So, like the airline industry, for instance. Mm. Um, and and ironically, I wrote Put a letter. Your seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Like it, it, it'd be bad if like me and my my buddy wanted to go create an airplane, and then we we created one, and anyone could just ride in it. Like that that would be pretty dangerous. Um, mm. So, but but the the thing is, is that there's probably not going to be regulation until something really bad happens, um, and. And we just have to hope that whatever, okay, because that's how regulatory agencies get set up is when something really bad happens, there's an outcry, and then, um, and then there's like, okay, we got to set up a, you know, some some regulatory oversight. Um, but but <laughs> as things get more and more powerful, you just hope that whatever bad thing happens isn't, you know, catastrophically bad. Um, and and so, anyways, I, I ironically wrote a letter to my senators encouraging them to you know add a little bit of regulatory oversight, ironically using ChatGPT to write to help write that email. Ha. So nice. Wow. You wrote the senators. Good on you. Yeah, I mean it's extremely unlikely to be effective, but <laughs> but yeah. Hey, that's taking action. It's not, nothing's gonna be effective if you don't do anything. Totally. And yeah, I definitely encourage people to to I guess uh, kind of fight for that oversight um, because as advocate as I like I'm a strong believer in using these AI tools um, I think they're massively beneficial for any person any business any professional but uh, you know big picture I, I do think we need to be very very careful mm, yeah okay I want some more examples if you can think of some that um that would support business owners. So let's say um, you're a health coach, as most people are in <laughs> Austin, right? Yeah. Like, um, can you go there for a moment? Like, okay, I have a business that I want to market. Um, I have a service I want to offer. Um, how can I use ChatGPT to get it out there? Or Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good question. I think in that scenario... Um, one of the things you can use it is as like a research assistant. So I think you kind of alluded to this earlier. You can, um, and it depends where you are in your business journey, but, um, and that's actually, a, I guess, stepping back a sec. Yeah. That's a key thing is when you're a business owner, a lot of times you don't know every aspect of the business. A lot of times you know the niche that you're focusing on. You're an expert in that service that you're providing, but there's like so many different areas of business. And so one of the things you can ask ChatGPT is like, what are the right questions I should be asking about marketing or about, you know, finance, you know, whatever element of or aspect of your business that you're focusing on. And then it'll help you, it'll help you like list those questions out. And then you can actually give it back those questions to help answer those questions. Ha. So that's one way. Um, and then. That's brilliant. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's... it's <laughs> what should I be asking you? Okay, so now I'm going to ask you that. <laughs> totally, totally. And, and you, can, you can also give it like a, a prompt that'll help you get the best ChatGPT prompts. Uh, like there, there's actually a, a prompt that you can input that's basically says, you know, help it's, it's basically saying ma- like, ask me the right questions so I can give you the best input so you can formulate the best prompt that I can give you about whatever topic it, it's like, that one's easier to show than to express, to, to express but yeah, I get the point. um, Very cool. but yeah, that, that's a, that's a good starting point a lot of the times. And then, um, but you can ask it to, you know, draft sales emails, um, come up with like 10 different um, slogans for your brand. Um, there's like a million ways. And, and one good thing to search is like best marketing prompts for ChatGPT. Like on the internet, you can find some free ones generally. Um, you can buy some if you, if you want. Um, but, but just to start really just finding the best prompts because a lot of times you don't even know the right questions to ask if it's something new to you. Like, right. um, so I think that's usually a good starting point. Um, and also just trust your, like, I think take the stuff that you're already doing and just like take those algorithms that you have in your brain. Like maybe you know your industry really well and you know how to get a certain, I don't know, email written and, and just how you like it. And you can just train ChatGPT to do that more efficiently for you so you don't have to like, do it from scratch every time. Um, so, wait, okay, go there. So emails, um, you can tell it the, the general topic and it's like, and you, then you say, write an email for me or how does it Totally. Work? Yeah, you can, you can definitely do that. You can say, write an email explaining my new, you know, health, um, health coaching service and, and it'll do that. Um, but then you can give it more context and you can say, I'm a health coach for this target audience. Uh, please craft an email that will, um, you know, motivate people to, to learn more or to buy. Um, and you can say using this tone of voice, using a fun, you know, and, uh, yeah, using fun language and then it'll kind of use fun language and, and then it'll give you the output and you can say, no, make that a little shorter or no, make that a little longer. And, um, and yeah, it'll, it's really powerful. It can do a, like, it can cater to what you want, but that's often the toughest part about this is like figuring out what do you want huh. it to do and being specific about that um, because few people in, in general know what they want. So mm. um, being able to articulate that is very valuable. And actually, um, I think journaling right now is incredibly valuable because of these AI tools, like just digitally journaling. What do you want? What are your goals? What are your problems that you're facing? And then that can be really valuable input to feed into um, ChatGPT or, or other AI tools. Fascinating. Ha. So do you keep the structure of like giving it its identity first, what the input is, and then what the output you desire? That's usually for when you're trying to get really high quality, kind of sophisticated output. But a lot of times just a quick trial and error can be good too. Okay. So these, um, this series that I just created, I want to deliver them via text message as a voice memo. And I'm seeking the perfect software system to do that, like simple texting or community or like, and if I'll need a landing page and all these different. So can I ask it what the best solution would be for that? Totally. You can. Um, the trick, the tricky thing is that with finding the right tools, it may not come up with the best tools if it's 
if those tools were created within the last couple of years. Oh. Um, because it hasn't, it hasn't learned data. about it yet. But, uh, but that, that will change with other AI tools as they get more up to date. Um, and so, but, but right now it, it can be useful for coming up with the right strategy, at least ideas for the right strategy in terms of do you need a landing page or not? You can kind of explain, so I'm looking to do this. Do you think it would make sense to add the right, to, to add a landing page for this? And, and it can kind of give you its thoughts, the pros and cons and, um, do you speak to it like that? What do you think, Judge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, it straight up is kind of like talking to a person. Really? It really is. Um, yeah, it's it's like as if Google were a person, kind of. Wow. <laughs> How cool. Yeah. No, it's super cool. It's it's a convert. People call it a conversational AI, and and it really is really cool to be able to talk back and forth to it. Incredible. Yeah. Can you just ask it what's the fastest way to make money? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's you, you kind of can, you right? really can. Um, and there's kind of a joke you can say like create a trillion dollar company. And, right. Uh, right now, obviously, it's not going to do that, but like, it is mind blowing to see where some of this stuff is going because it can just break down your end goal, all the tasks it'll take to do it. It can write literally write email script like video scripts, uh, emails. Uh, landing pages, like the copy for landing pages, a lot, like a lot of the elements of a business, and execute it really fast. And so, yeah, I mean, that that's something I encourage people is to not limit the questions you ask it to do. Is like be bold, be ambitious in the questions what you ask it, and assume that it can do more than you think it can because oftentimes it can. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's pretty. It's pretty wild. I feel like you have an example in your head of like something you just asked it that you're like, whoa. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I was like staying up till 2 a.m., 3 a.m., so many nights. And the more I ask it, the more mind-blowing it gets cause, because it really can like do way more than I ever thought it could. You can literally ask it like, I work in this industry. What would be the best way to make a billion-dollar company? And just experiment with it and see what it comes up with because more than likely... You're going to see some stuff you weren't expecting it to, to show. You know, the, the idea is, you know, inspiration is 1%. You know, uh, perspiration is, worth, is 99% or whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's so, so you, still, you still have to work. Like, it's not just going to replace everything right now. <laughs> right now. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty intelligent and, and gives you a lot of good, good ideas and strategy and stuff like that. Very cool. Really cool. Okay, can we get into the one page? You kind of dabbled in it a little bit earlier, but uh, so is it, when you say you can set up a one-page website, that's just the content? Like you can use it to support with what goes where? Or can you actually, can it support and are there AI tools that can support in building a page for you? There are there are some that can actually like straight up build a one-page website. The ones I've experimented with are actually not that decorate like the output is like okay it's kind of a crappy design it's like mm. here nor there um and maybe there's some others that are better at it but um right now the way we've been using it is just to generate the copy um just the, the written content and um and that's actually been a really interesting journey because what we started you know you can start by just saying hey write a one-page website about this and it'll do it um but what we found is like we really want to partner with some of the best copywriters in the world because they know how to get great copy. They have algorithms. They can be very, very specific in their request. 
And then we take that and create a ChatGPT prompt. And then the output is way, way better. If we use, it's like taking the smartest human algorithms and putting that into ChatGPT. And then just maximizing it. Yeah, and then now anyone can take advantage of those awesome algorithms from that person's brain. And it's not like they have to hire that person. They can literally just copy and paste a prompt and get awesome output. Interesting. Wait, okay, I'm, I'm missing something. So you, you technically, you don't hire the copywriter? I don't, I'm confused. Well, generally, like me personally, I yeah. partnered with this copywriter. Okay. But, but now that we have this in the prompt, anyone in the world can copy and paste that prompt and use it for themselves. Okay, interesting. And that's the reason that I think guides, like if whatever use case you're using, like if you're an expert in anything, I think it makes a lot of sense to focus really on creating an awesome guide and selling that. I think that's a huge market opportunity in general for anyone, anyone really. Like an ebook, like yeah, like an ebook on whatever my specialty is. Totally, yeah, because because you're an expert at whatever you do, and then you can take your expertise and allow anyone in the world to kind of tap into that. So, um, I think that's just a really valuable thing in general, um, because no one like like dealing with humans, like hiring another human, often even if they're really great at what they do. There's a lot of back and forth, coming up with the price, coming up with, you know, the timeline for delivery, like all that stuff. And that will still exist for a long time. But but if you can sort of, you know, condense that into a really tiny amount of time just by allowing someone to copy and paste the ChatGPT prompt to get similar output from ChatGPT on their own, in their own time, whenever they want, customize it, then I think that's just like massively beneficial. Wow. Essentially, right now, you can target a group of people, let's say diabetics, and use it to really formulate what's the best copy to speak to them, what are their biggest problems, like oh, that kind of stuff. Totally. That's and that, easy. And that's an amazing example because, in general, people really struggle with putting themselves in their target market's shoes mm. like and speaking their language because they're a subject matter expert on terms of how to produce the service or whatever, but they're not, um, a lot of times they're not often in their target market and, um, and that's, a, that's an amazing way to use uh, any AI tool, especially ChatGPT. Like what are their biggest problems? What are they complaining about? Yeah, you can ask it those questions and, and get those responses. And then again, that's where it gets into, like the way I view it is, is again, like an army of interns. It'll mm -hmm. deliver that input. You always want to double check it, do a little bit of your own research, make sure it's you know, accurate, but, but it'll help speed up the research process a ton. Um, so yeah. Cool. Where do you see it going? On the positive, on the bright side. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, most optimistic scenario... I think there's going to be a lot of integrations with these AI tools. So one that you'd mentioned is like the website scenario. Um, and there's already other tools. And, and Zachariah has actually done this. There's many image generation tools. And you can have ChatGPT like create like basically prompts to give other AI tools. So like create an image that's blah, 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 blah. It uses this image style. It has this thing. And then you can you know, use that in another AI tool and get really 
great image, but I think a lot of these AI tools are going to get sort of integrated, um, and it's going to be easier to get not just written text, but also imagery and video, and, and that some of this is already happening in, in real time, but like, um, it's, it's going to get pretty wild what, what you can do with AI, um, and I think it's just going to be hugely beneficial and, pro and, and make people way more productive, help businesses move way faster, um, do things extremely like cost affordably um, that that other you know small businesses will never be able to afford to do they they can now do so I think there's a huge amount of benefit in terms of where a lot of this is going um, it's just gonna be a, it's, we gotta be careful <laughs> mm. so. hmm. I don't know if you want to speak to the dangers, but we kind of tapped on them before. But is there anything specific that you're like most of like concerned with in the near future? Um, with deep fakes, for example, is there? I mean, that could be a concern if someone can literally copy my face, right, and have an animated version of me and my voice. I'm always recording stuff, so you have my tone and my sound and my pitch. Totally. So they could easily create me saying all sorts of stuff. Yeah. No, it, they would be able to create something where people could not distinguish if it was you or someone else. Wild. Um, that man, will be da That's dangerous. It, it, it will definitely have its dangers. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should be more worried about that than I am. Um, <laughs> but... but uh, because right now it's like it's almost there. You can kind of tell the difference most of the time, but okay. soon it it will be indistinguishable. It feels glitchy. It feels a little like it feels like something's a little off. Like like or, or like a robot's talking kind of thing. Uh yeah. Kind of, well, for me, it's the face movements. You can tell oh. it like it's not the face movements don't really align to the audio. So um, interesting. And but yeah, I guess that could be more dangerous than than I'm expecting because you can get like some famous politician and like yeah. create a ton of fear and panic really Pop quickly and down, yeah. and like you could drive the stock price of any company down really quickly, have their CEO you know say something ridiculous. Yeah, I feel CEO can be copied essentially and, and stating random things that would destroy the company. That that's destructive. Totally. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting on how the overall public adapts to deep fakes because, you know, obviously a, a large portion won't be ready. Um, so I guess it depends on how destructive the, the first initial cases are because um, hopefully it's, hopefully the public kind of has some easy use case, like, like non-destructive use cases, they get used to it and they can kind of start to identify it a little bit better. I think that would be a beneficial thing. I wonder if there's just like an energy, because I emit an energy, right? And I'm vibrant, and I, when I talk, I'm like animated. I would be surprised that that could just be mimicked in perfection. Well, I mean, you have to think, though, if you have a lot of videos of you using that same energy, huh. then you can train an AI model to replicate it. But like it can't tell a story the way I would tell a story. I don't know. If you Maybe give it, it could. if you give it enough examples of you telling the story the way that you do, then absolutely. Wow. Wow. We are living in a different world. Well, it's funny, simulation theory. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, tell me. <laughs> it's it's basically the thought that, you know, 
if you and Elon Musk actually uses this example a lot. If you take Pong, which was only like fifty or sixty years ago, which is like two rectangles and a dot, like very basic video game, right? Okay. Um, it's like extremely basic, and already, you know, now we have three D photorealistic video games that are super like it's it's super real, like it looks yeah. pretty real. We have virtual reality. You put on the headset. You're kind of immersed in this world, and yeah, it's not quite quite there, but if you fast forward, say, a couple decades, a hundred years, maybe even a thousand years, and that progression keeps happening, then you will have these games that are completely indistinguishable from reality. So we could recreate basically this room that you and I are in, and you could put on a headset, and you, you wouldn't be able to tell if we're playing a game or if it was, it, like, you couldn't tell if it was base reality or a game, like you, you couldn't tell. Um, wow. And so if that is going to happen, what's to say that it hasn't already? Hmm. So, and that's where this, this kind of plays in is like a lot of these AI tools can help make these things more, these games more realistic because they can just f train these models with thousands of, you know, well, millions of hours of video footage if you wanted to. Like, you can capture the real world, put it in these AI models, and then create these, like, really sophisticated simulations, potentially. Um, and there's a lot of nuances to that. But the <laughs> the thing is, is that this will eventually happen. Like, it'll eventually get to where games are indistinguishable from reality. And it's really kind of impossible to say whether or not that has already happened. Hmm. Why do you say that part? Well, because like, there's so say say we fast forward a thousand years and and there are these games. It's completely indistinguishable. Okay. You can play these games, and say say like a certain number of these of a people of the population was like, yeah, I would want to play play this game and forget about what your your real life is and and kind of immerse yourself in these games, and so. Like, who knows? Maybe we already signed up to participate in something like this. Yeah, they're called gamers. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe, maybe our real self is a gamer, and wow. we're just, like, in a game, but, like, we're not really aware of it. It's really wild to think about. Yeah, it, to, to me, it's like... It, the the juiciness of life is is like traveling and exploring and not knowing what comes next and taking a right instead of a left and finding this cool space and you know like i feel like you'd lose so much of the the freedom and the the choice the will i don't know but maybe that can all be virtually creative it just then you're i mean is there human interaction is there love is there exchange of energy like yeah and by the way, this is not something I'm cheering for. No, I get um, it. But, but yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I, it's almost kind of a lot of beauty in having only one life and that it being real and that we can die and stuff. But, um, but say, <laughs> say, say, um, say there's like 300 people on a spaceship to another planet and you're not ever going to get there. You're going to be in space your whole life uh, because it's just so far away. And then maybe it's like, you know what? It sounds kind of fun to like live a life on earth and travel and have these awesome experiences versus being stuck on this crappy spaceship that we're traveling 
<laughs> so put those VR glasses on. <laughs> Goggles. Yeah. yeah, no, seriously. So Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we have no idea where it's going. I mean, it, even just in my lifetime, there wasn't, there weren't cell phones when I was younger. I mean, I'm, I've watched, and and to say that at 44 feels like I'm 88. You know, like that I w- lived when we didn't have cell phones. Yeah, like you had to find a payphone, <laughs> like use a map. <laughs> Is a part of me misses. Uh, I, I, I had a Motorola basic. Yeah, you're phone, younger but, than uh, I am. <laughs> but I, I do, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, it does feel like life was somehow better before, you know, all smartphones and like crazy immersion, all the tech. And um, well, I don't know. I feel like we can do and accomplish way more. Just like chat GPT, right? Like I can get 10 hours of work done in four minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, that is, that cr- makes me more powerful. Totally. And I get to have more time to do the things that I want to do. Totally. So I see that I love, I find all of this intriguing and I think it's so valuable. Heck yeah. 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 Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right. What are your thoughts? Any any final thoughts on like how people can use this? Um, why they should get started? Like, what, yeah, any overall overarching thoughts and i want to hear what you do at designdork.com absolutely i think my general recommendation to everyone is number one just sign up to an ai tool i would encourage you to sign up to ChatGPT and just play around with it if that's all you do great um but really start trying to figure out the best prompts to use for whatever industry you're in and, and start trying to understand how ChatGPT and other AI will affect whatever industry you're in because it will. It is going to displace a lot of jobs. There's no running away from it. I had a conversation recently with someone in Austin who runs a marketing firm who's already reduced his headcount, the number of employees at his company because of ChatGPT and he's trying to further decrease his headcount because of it. It, are, is he cutting out the copywriters? Like, who's getting cut out? Can I? Uh, sorry, that's well, too easy. No, but. no, no. <laughs> I, I don't want to give specific examples of who, but he's trying to reduce his headcount from 17 people to five. So it's just like this is already going to displace a lot of a lot of people. So I think now is a really good opportunity to to just get good at ChatGPT and use that to your advantage. You yeah. know. Um, and don't don't be behind on on the curve on this. And I, I encourage my hometown. Like I'm from a small town in Louisiana, and I encourage everyone to to sign up and just experiment with it, um, because it is it is changing a lot of things really quickly, like a lot of industries really quickly. So I think take it seriously and and just sign up. Don't be scared of it. Just just sign up and play with it. That's the first step, and then try to try to get good at it for whatever you do. Um, that would be what I really encourage people. Um, and also fight for regulation, which is like kind of contradictory, but I think important. Right, your son. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and then, yeah, oh, at Design Dork. Wait, sorry, real quick. I, yeah. I wonder what Chat GPT would say about like what's a write a letter to my senator about how we should regulate Chat GPT. Well, it wrote the letter. It wrote the letter, <laughs> Did it? and it'll express the concerns. Yeah, and um, yeah, so it's fairly. I mean, it does have a lot of bias on on a lot of different topics, but on that topic, it, it was actually pretty unbiased. And what did it say? Could you, do you remember? Yeah. It, it was basically just saying, 
yeah, we, we have to be careful because there is going to be an AI race. It's going to be an AI race to create these awesome tools. And, um, and we just have to be careful because there are negative consequences that can emerge from it. So we're going to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> How funny would that be if that's what it spit back out? Like, yeah, you humans are too, too late, too late. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, Okay, cool. Well, we have things to look forward to. All right, designdork.com, please. Yeah, so basically what designdork.com does is we do competitive analysis, but on steroids to help you make better web design decisions. So we help companies of all sizes. Um, and it's way more advanced than like on a typical design project. Say you're designing a pricing page, for instance. Um, your average designer will look at maybe three to five examples, but we look at like we literally have a database of thousands of websites. And so we just have way more examples to look from. And so what that does is we know what's possible. We know what's expected, like the common design patterns that people are expecting. Um, so we can create an, an interface that's intuitive. Um, and then you also find unique and innovative examples. So um, that's what designdork.com is all about, is helping you make a better web, basically better web design decisions. Um, using really, you know, extensive research, um, and we have a new a new service that's coming up soon, but it's a little what? early. What can it, you tell us? Uh, sneak peek would be <laughs> uh, most companies' user experience is way worse than they think, and <laughs> we are going to make it really easy to to see that and uncover all of the the problems with with their uh, user experience. Wow, cool. Do you design websites from the like scratch or do you prefer to have someone's and then like redesign or support them in fixing it? We usually provide the design recommendations from scratch and then hand that off to either the company's designers or we can help outsource that. But um, we really focus on the research and the initial design recommendations and then have talented designers actually make that real. Cool. So better to come to you from the get-go. Yes, for sure. Okay. Awesome. I need your services. <laughs> um, amazing. John, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, treat. Cool. I feel complete. Did we cover everything? Yeah, it sounds good. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you all. <laughs>